electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good morning and welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber with Jim Cramer. We are live from the New York Stock Exchange. Carl has the morning off. We get started with trading on what Jim and I like to call hump day. Let's take a look at uh, futures. 30 minutes from now is when we begin. And you can see... uh, well, huh. I don't know. What do you, I don't know. Mixed. Tell me. Thank you. Mixed. Thank you. It's the great insight we all count on. Our roadmap starts with an eye on corporate results. Three down names crossing the uh, tape, Coca-Cola, Johnson & Johnson, and Verizon. And we're going to dig into all those uh, companies. Plus, Netflix, its subs fall short. The streamer, however, did forecast bigger subscriber gains ahead and did confirm his plans and give a little detail on uh, getting into gaming. Gaming. Yeah. And COVID concerns, Jim, the uh, WHO is warning that the world is going into the early stages of another wave, while a new study finds J&J's vaccine may not perform as well as the others against uh, the Delta variant. Uh, Where do you want to start? Markets, earnings, both? Well, David, I want to talk about the concept of better than expected. Okay. All right. Some better than expecteds are other than better than other better than expecteds. Chipotle was amazing. I mean, they basically are making money with Chipotle's outside. Uh, anytime they have something outside, they're starting to have lunch inside. So mm-hmm. Chipotle was just remarkable. Doing, they could do $3 million per unit instead of $2.5 million. Remember, it's company-owned. But then let's go to Hans Vesper and Verizon. Yes. That's better than expected, but not better than expected. It's not as better and as better than expected. Now, if you could help me there, because I'm not a wordsmith about this, but you know exactly what I mean. I do. So maybe you can translate my gobbledygook. I do. Although Verizon shares are going to be up, uh, you know, I know. We'll see. Oftentimes, they, they don't sustain. Right. Um, That's what the futures are saying. You know, B of A on their raised guidance, they appear as a composite function of lower media depreciation, loss media losses. Remember, they are getting rid of the media business, so right. they're not losing money from it anymore. Right. And some service revenue gains from what they're calling successful 5G promotional plan upselling. But the um, actual growth, David? Like, there's no growth. That's my point. Yeah, there's no That's my growth. point. Chipotle is um, real growth. Verizon has not manufactured growth because there's nothing. You no, know, no not at all. It's just it's not, you know, you can't a very call slow growing a business, which may be getting more competitive as AT&T right. is able at some point to start focusing solely on its wireless business. Not right. there yet until they complete the deal. But with we have discovery. growth companies and very little growth companies. J&J is a growth company with a AAA balance sheet and a quarter that was really remarkable, boosted by medical devices because people are now going for elective. Right. But more importantly, pharma and consumer were incredible to the point where I think that Estee Water is worth buying off the consumer. Now, let's contrast that, all right, with Netflix. Now, Netflix has some better than expected lines, but David, there's not a lot of growth there. 
No, and that leads to this question of, and we're jumping all around here, but that leads no, but to this that, question. No, we're talking about growth, no growth. We are, of, of multiple and multiple compression. Uh, you know, I'm looking at Laura Martin's note. She has not been positive on the stock, though right. she's a, a, you know, a veteran analyst uh, at Needham, and she says there's more multiple compression ahead. How low could it go? Uh, well, uh, EV to forward year revenue multiples already contracted from 9.1 to 8.4 over the last five quarters. Industry comp suggests this multiple could contract by another four multiple points. Now, that would be a lot. Well, David, when you're talking um, about, about a buyback, why not growth stock, right? Talk about buyback. They have a lot of firepower for buyback. And I'm thinking, buyback? Right. I don't want no stinking buyback. I want growth, okay? Now, then they talk about it, the idea that at a certain point, Amazon pivoted. and had, Well, they've given you these companies that, that you know, just generally, that pivot and start having free cash flow. That's yes, terrific. yes. David, I want pure oxygenated growth from growth companies. All right, but you're getting it with Netflix. You're not going to get it in the United States, but they've acknowledged that, right? right? I mean, they obviously had a, a significant bump up a year ago in the midst of the right. pandemic. Right, there's pull through. They use words that you don't want to hear. Pull through, right. okay? Uh, and, and David, what I don't like, you know, if you take a look at where they're gaining, it's, other, it's in areas where they're covid they mentioned Brazil. Yes. They mentioned India. Yes. Well, I, I, I want a smoothed-out growth story. So I come away and I say, you want smoothed-out growth? Well, you're going to have to go to Chipotle. You have to go to ASMLF, all right? You got to go to United Health yesterday or Anthem today. You can't go to pseudo-growth. Understood. Although back to Netflix for a moment, they are growing, as you pointed out, significantly outside the right. U.S. That and is their growth runway. market. And there's a lot of runway there. Big runway. Uh, <laughs> that's a big, big runway. Total just more big oh, runway. Oh, Tam. And gaming is Everybody will throw Tam at you. Especially any of these companies going public via I want to distinguish between the companies that people really want to own and the companies that people may just, I mean, really want to buy, the companies that you might want to own. You're betting on a second half great slate for Netflix. Well, you've been right. All right. In Netflix, you have been a beneficiary of incredible growth. Right. And you've wanted to own the stock through that that period of time. Right. Um, but you seem to be saying they're reaching an inflection point where perhaps even the shareholder base is going to need to change to some extent. Yes. To reflect what is going to be much slower growth for a yes. do the dominant player, I, the dominant yes. streaming player with a lot of competition now out there and coming on even stronger. I think the competition, which I have been poo-pooing, has finally caught up. You do? Yeah, I do. Um, let's listen to Reed Hastings. Sure. He had a different view, surprisingly, uh, absolutely. Than, than you did. No, I, Here's I've Mr. Hastings, the, uh, the co-CEO of the company. I think for at least the next several years, the growth story of streaming as a whole is very intact. And then you've got the secular competition story. Does HBO or Disney or other entry have a differential impact compared to the past? And we're not seeing that in the detail that we have per country, you know, because they're uh, launched in some countries and not in others. Um, that gives us comfort. We're not seeing that in the total viewing, like the Nielsen measures. Um, and so we think mostly all of streaming is a growth story competing from linear TV. And that that will be true till, say, streaming is 50, 60, 70 percent of viewing. Okay, there you have it. He rebutted you. Well, in some first way. of all, I, I love Reed. Had of course, money. He's one great. of the great. Well, I always thought Netflix was Amazon, and everybody else is just kind of number four or five. Uh, now, I think that Disney, 
I think that HBO are in better hands. I no longer feel that it's Amazon. I feel like it's Amazon Cloud, where suddenly Google Cloud comes on, and suddenly Azure comes on. So that's my comparison. Now, they all grow, but you always try to figure out the analog. And the analog here is is now Reed is Amazon Web Services, and the other guys are actually nipping. Amazon Web Services, still great business. An amazing business, amazing business and also growing its top line at still an incredibly rapid rate. By the way, but, the total addressable market there is so much larger. Well, and that's, that's I, I wouldn't necessarily problem. make that analogy. That's, actually. Look, I'm just you know? trying to explain why it's a hold, not a buy. OK, okay. but that one I didn't like. I Did, thought that was false. You didn't like my analysis? Yeah. Yeah. No, that one to AWS. I lost you on that. I'm sorry. I lost you on that. I thought a lot about that. Did you? I just feel like that is the cloud. That is such a larger market, and it's expanding. No, no, I'm just saying. Whereas here, no, I'm talking about Disney Plus being a factor. Well, there's no I, doubt. Oh, right. No, but, but that's Azure, what I'm saying. Right. And Azure so became Netflix a fa- is still the leader. Azure but, became a, What is this? Some sort of, what are we, like, this what, is like bulletproof gas? This is my beautiful Lucite. What the hell is that? Don't touch my Lucite. What the hell is that? Anyway. What are you doing? Anyway, all I'm saying is, is that Netflix had it to itself. Yeah. And, and, okay, how about this one? Maybe you'll like this one. Okay. Tesla versus Ford. Ah. How do you like that? Interesting. Where the Ford Mustang Mach-E wins right. the car and driver. Right. P- pretty much sold through. The F-150 Lightning. But Tesla is still by far the dominant provider okay. with okay. many other companies coming okay. along. I'm hoping. Right. Well, then, look, maybe... I don't feel like Netflix's position is as dominant as AWS and or well, okay. Tesla in some way. Do you? I'm giving the due to Disney Plus and HBO. Okay. That's what I'm... All right. That, and he's saying that doesn't matter. I'm saying now it's inflection point. What about point, gaming? Or they wouldn't be doing... Gaming. Thank you. Right. And they talk about M&A. People say rule out M&A. Now, Strauss and I hold your ears. What they really need to do is buy Take-Two. Right. Because they want stories, and Take-Two has stories. Listen, that would be a change. They have obviously been a company that's grown organically. They created they out, of, out of nothing 10 years ago. They've created the largest content creation engine there is. And their cash flow, I mean, they're making a lot of money now. Yes. So much it's, money that they're returning it to shareholders, but that's what I'm talking about. I get I it. don't want return to shareholders. All right, let's move on to a growth story you really do like, which was Chipotle. Chipotle. Oh, um, let me oh, let God. me let me listen to Mr. Oh, Nichols from uh, from yesterday. Oh. He was on the closing bell, Jim, and you can contain brisket. yourself. It's a brisket. And then we'll uh, and then we'll get your thoughts. Okay, sure. Brian Nichol. The thing that I keep an eye on are the absolute dollars that we're doing in our digital business, because uh, that continues to grow. You know, we had the addition of the quesadilla to our digital platform. Our rewards program now is over 23 million people. So I think we're going to grow in absolute dollars from here. But as our dining rooms come back, we're seeing more people show up for lunch. You know, we're seeing more occasions happen in the restaurant. The percentages probably will change a little bit. All right. Thoughts. Okay. Culture. We hear about how hard it is to find people. I question that. Listen to this. This is from Chipotle's conference call. Our Coast to Coast Career Day event last week, Career Day, resulted in us hiring thousands of additional team members. If you've got a culture, you can hire thousands in a day. They have a winning culture. They own their stores. It's not a franchise. They run a tight ship. David, they're digitizing as much as they can, even to the point where they have their own answering service, basically. So if you have a question, they continue to innovate. I mean, Cauliflower. All right. Well, now it's going to be smoked brisket. David, we laugh at these, but we shouldn't. They, their menu is exciting. 
Their execution is extraordinary. Three million dollars for average unit volume at that, 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 that for for for, for money sales. A, and David, get number. this: they think they can do it six thousand times. This is the model company in America. They have a couple of outside of London. I'm sorry, America, that's mayor talking. Yes. Um, but they've got a couple outside of London. But it's an American story. They barely, they are talking about much growth ahead. Delta variant, they mentioned it, potential impact. But the fact is, people are going back to lunch, which is, by the way, not happening, according to uh, James Quincy at a lot of the other Q, uh, quick service restaurants. Uh, you mentioned Quincy. Do you want to, any interest in Absolutely, because uh, I, I thought Delphi he did a great job. Yeah. I think that uh, if he had... Do you know the scene in the movie The Jerk? Yes. The cans? Yes, I do. Well, he doesn't have enough cans. He literally told me that if he had more cans, he could have blown away the numbers. Think about that. Shortage of cans. Right. People are back. He's doing direct-to-consumer. The smaller size form is working. Uh, It's not a gimmick. They are the... uh, they have, it's the most a beautiful asset light model. Remember, they're the smallest canning company of any of the beverage companies. And it's a, just a, it's a share take. Uh, the hybrid model. Although you put, wondered when we saw the Pepsi numbers whether, in fact, Coke would deliver. I didn't count on convenience store and cafeteria. Back. Hybrid model could prove to be good for them. People drink Coca-Cola at home and they drink it at the office before it was just the office. They feel like they have to have a Coke Zero. David is coming on. Remember the uh, comment that we got from Chip Berg and Levi yes. about 35 percent waste growth? Well, waste change. Change. Some people got thinner because they were able to work out more. Other people right. went the other way. Well, direction. that's actually a canard. Most people got fat. Let's oh, just own okay. that. Well, I was okay. hoping not. And uh, obese. What are you allowed to say? Fat, obese. Um, but get this. Yes. Double digit growth in zero because of the waistline. Got it. I think that's fascinating. Mm, okay. All right. It's going to be a new feature here. Hit the loose, whatever. whatever no, it's too soupy sales like. Is it? I think so. Right. It protects us. No, no. Oh, my Lord. That again. That's fine. I know it's fine. And thanks looking really good. Okay. We're going to talk markets, by the way. Let's give you another look at futures. Uh, more Squawk in the Street from the New York Stock Exchange coming right up. Every day. Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective? 
is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. We're as confident as we can be. There's certainly more uncertainty than normal uh, given COVID, Delta variant, and we can talk about that. Uh, but we think that by far the most likely outcome is that we continue on this demand recovery, largely unabated, um, and give us enough confidence to say we're going to be profitable in the third and fourth quarter, which is an important milestone to get back to. Stock may be up uh, ever so slightly. That was United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby earlier on Squawk Box discussing the company's outlook. After, of course, its results came out, uh, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about the airlines, talking about the cruise companies right. as well, the Delta variant, what impact that's going to have. You can see the group looks to be higher. We are going to have uh, Gary Kelly, as often is the right. case, joining us tomorrow. Now, United received $7.7 billion in federal funds. Okay. There is no doubt in my mind that it would file bankruptcy if it had gotten money. If it hadn't gotten the $7.7 billion. Right. So the question is, was that the right amount or not? Or do we just look at it as this company was a goner? And what would it have done to national security to have no airlines? We would have no airlines, David. I know we're going to hear hear from We'd have a lot of bankrupt airlines. They'd be operating. But that's the old days when we have Eastern Airlines. Braniff. How many times did Braniff go bankrupt? I'll repeat it. Three, I think. People Express, 1981. Yes, People Express. So when I look at this and I say triumph of bipartisanship, remember, this is a bipartisan bailout. When the Democrats and Republicans actually talk to each other to get something done, they moved very fast during the pandemic. Our country is in better shape. Yeah. And when we're doing this kind of nonsense that we're doing right now on infrastructure, infrastructure it pains me. These companies, you've got a screen right there, right now. Every one of those companies would have gone bankrupt if it weren't for bipartisan work being done. And by the way, Treasury helped and out. And the largesse of the bond market as well, which well, of course was helped along by the Fed and remember, all the programs. The Fed that didn't really place. need the no. was a backstop that was fo- that wasn't yeah. needed. But I'm looking at these companies and saying, you know what, that's a global depression if we don't get this. If we don't get that bailout. And again, I come back to what happens in our country when we have unity. Well, we, we didn't have unity there. We had panic. And uh, it worked. Panic provoked unity. Yes. And you yes. did have some leadership. Right. Um, there was one person who voted against the war when Pearl, after Pearl Harbor. So, there? yeah. so, I mean, just no. in terms of panic. Yeah. Uh, but I look at this and I say triumph. Uh, and remember, we had a very divisive president. Yes. And yet we all knew that we had to save the war. Um, all right. All of which means positive. all of which means you did. All of which means which means what for United Airlines trading now at forty-seven bucks a share? It means that they're back. Okay. And uh, if you get international, they're really back. Right. What's what I think what's difficult is is we keep talking about the variants, David. After speaking with J and J this morning, I've got a better feel on the variants. You want to share it? Yes. Okay. The the um. You know, they've got a head of R&D who is uh, someone I've talked to multiple times, uh, Matai Mammon. He's a serious guy. OK, he's that. And I don't frankly, I don't believe the uh, I think there may be flawed science to the story in The New York Times that about, says that their their vaccine is not particularly yeah, effective flawed, against could the be Delta flawed variant. science. There is not. They do not have actual hard facts on that. But more important, David, J&J, which, of course, is being you know, and aggressively right. yeah. uh, slammed on this. David, there's not a lot of hospitalizations and there are no deaths. What are we trying to accomplish with the vaccine? And I continue to ask that. We're trying to accomplish that. And so the question does become, are we reacting to the right numbers if we start to have mask mandates and close things down? 
I think uh, that, I don't know. I mean, again, I think that the people who are anti-vaxxers just go get the J&J. One shot. Get one shot. You feel fine. Let's just get this done. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather get two Pfizer's than one J&J? Oh, 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 Come on. But, you know, we don't have, we, well, except for the places where apparently we have to throw some out. Um, Johnson Johnson's trying to save the world. And remember, they're nonprofit. They're right. not getting money. Right. So, I mean, to slam J&J like there's some sort of okay. warmonger, they make it seem like it's Harry Lyme selling penicillin to, you know, wanna, to the, to the people get, down there who look like ants. But I want to get the vaccine that works the best. Clock. That's what oh, I want. Right. Well, yeah, you could get them. Any, look, any booster is better than no booster. Well, the booster for J&J could be two Pfizer's. I'm just saying, David, what matters is hospitalizations and deaths. Agreed. And they're not going up, and we should stop freaking out about the variant. There. there. I am reassuring us on the variant. And we got to move on. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. You know why? Because we got to make time for your mad dash. <laughs> What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with P. Jim, a leading global asset manager. All right, it's time for Jim's Mad Dash, of course, as we like to count you down to the opening bell right now, which we've got about six minutes before we get started with trading. I search and search why the NASDAQ is down right now. And I come back and say, maybe it's ASML Holdings, which is a Dutch company that reported a fantastic quarter, but the stock's not moving or starting to trend down. What really matters here, David, is they talk about, again, the demand from Samsung and Taiwan Semi is unabated. They just continue to need more and more machines. Now, what's interesting is ASML is caught up in a geopolitical struggle. I try to throw everything at you. Right now, the U.S. is is blocking this company from selling these gigantic bus-sized devices to to the Chinese. The reason why this may be an ill-fated strategy, it is forcing and ramping, and I've got this from very good sources, the tension where the Chinese now feel like, listen, we have no choice. We have to figure out a way to, yes, take over Taiwan. Because they can't get this key. You can't just throw something out like there, out okay. there like well, that, just Take there over are, Taiwan. There are political parties that are supported by the, by the People's Republic of China in Taiwan. It would not be military. It'd be squeezing ever so slightly over and over and over again. But if you trap the Chinese by not letting them have their machines, I think it's, it's ridiculous. You're, you're forcing the Chinese hand. You don't want that. Let them tap the darn machines. We don't want, David, the single greatest geopolitical threat to everything is a move, a power grab by the Chinese to Taiwan. And it has to be prevented at all costs. And I don't think President Biden's doing enough to try to make it so it's not. And this doesn't help. Okay. All right. Opening bell coming up. Stay with us. When you look at Google, you look at Facebook, you look at Microsoft, you look at Amazon, if you believe the economy is going to grow and interest rates are going to stay where they are, they're not overvalued. There's three markets out there. There's the FANG market, there's the Robinhood market, and there's the everything else market. I traffic a little bit in the FANG market because I think they're great companies that have really uh, uh, had demand pulled forward by at least five years because of the virus. 
So my biggest family office position is Google. I own a very big position, Microsoft. I can say the same thing about them. I own a decent position, Amazon, and I own a little bit of Facebook. I missed that one. Leon Cooper from yesterday in the halftime report, his investment take. He owns a lot of fang. He owns, by the way, the largest market cap companies out there as well, which are pretty well owned by everybody. Well, from one degree or another, but they are so represented the S&P, you do have to have a view of them. Yes. And we're going to hear Shelly. Yes. And it's not because of my genius comment that I'm about to give you, but I do believe that the companies that use these companies are beginning to come on very strong. A Starbucks uses these companies. Chipotle uses these companies. You want to now be in a position where you're buying a company that is harnessing the power of fact. NASDAQ payroll provider Paycor also an IPO. We've had a lot of new companies come to the market. That old, you know, so, oh, we're losing so many companies, the markets are getting so much smaller. I mean, between SPACs and straight IPOs. Look, we're so overloaded with new companies, we don't know what to do with them. In order to buy this shares in this company, you have to sell shares in something else. You always else. talk about that. And well, you don't necessarily. David, it's not this, all one for one. David, yes. it may be too early to buy Mr. Car Wash. Really? Well, Still? Mr. Car Wash is profitable. But, is. but that's a car wash as a service. But what I'm saying is there are so many companies, David, that are equally as interesting, but there's not enough cash to go around. Listen to what Lee Cooperman was talking about. Is he talking about buying any of these newer companies? Well, no. he will if he can get a good allocation and flip it later in the day. Right? That's insulting. No, it's not. That's how business is done. Well, so insulting. I mean, if I told Lee right now, he'd say that. Of course. Were you kidding me? Well, Give I'm me just as saying, much as you can. Right. Well, you know, first, he, he noted, by the way, he brought up something. There was this... Uh, the Robinhood stocks. Yes. Now, David, you and I don't like to talk about them because, remember, I stopped talking about them in the meme stocks. But Adam Aaron was named chairman this morning of AMC. Of AMC. Yes. Now, Adam Aaron is now going to be the czar of AMC. All right? And it's interesting that the stock is down given the fact that he's the man who saved AMC. He so did, well, shouldn't it be higher? He, did he save it or did the Robinhood Reddit traders save it? He managed to be it. able to harness the power. Yes. Of the Wall Street betters yes. who despise me. Sold, and you know what? I don't care. I despise Dallas equity. Cowboys. I despise um, the Giants. Market cap of AMC is still hovering around $20 billion. It obviously is sold you off. As you pointed out, since they did not get the or did not seek to get the authorization to increase their share count, the stock has chairman, come in. Maybe he says, you know what? Do it. Maybe I it's don't, I don't think it really changes anything. Yeah. And how about GameStop impacted by Netflix at all? Netflix is talking about giving games away. GameStop, Ryan Cohen, we still don't know his plan. No, still waiting. Yeah, waiting. Still waiting. Waiting um, for Godot, waiting for Cohen. I like both of those plays. GameStop's $187 a share right now. What do you What do you think that stock is worth? GameStop? Yeah. Do you really, do you wanna, it, I want to put you on the record. Do you want to go there or no? Look, if it is what it is... Remember, if it is, is what Bobby it is, Kennedy. it's a Bobby Kennedy stock. Some people dream, dream, you know, dream dreams of what's now. Yes. I dream dreams of the future. Right. Right. I mean, yes. I want to look at GameStop. I'm, like, I'm a Bobby Kennedy guy. OK. I'm, 
I do. You know, I actually helped. I campaigned for our Really? Yeah. He, he helped me when I was a baby. My mother, but, my mother was one of those. I guess she handed me over. I'm I don't mean, know. That's what I've heard I'm, anyway. I'm giving leafless for RFK, and you're a baby. Well, that says yeah. it all. But what I'm saying is, is that if you look at GameStop as just a company that sells games, right. it, uh, hardware games, no. Once the cycle ends for all the new consoles, that's pretty much it. Uh, then you're, I don't know what you're selling. And you can get the consoles at, at uh, Best Buy. And by the way, can I just say, I, 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 here's you know. a little something, a little tidbit for you, my friend. Yes, sir. Flash. Give it to me. Corey Barry is doing a remarkable job at Best Buy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she has had very few supply chain problems for, for equipment that we all know comes from, from Asia. Yes. And she's a, a master at it. By the way, do you know that, remember when Trump tried to get everybody to switch to uh, Vietnam? Yes. Hi-Fong Harbor is not deep enough to handle well, any of those. You said that at the time. Well, I, I don't remember. Here's me. No, I, I said that like, it. it's going to be Carl ill-fated. went over there, remember? Yes. I mean, there was some... Re- we could mine Hi-Fong re- Harbor, but we can't dredge Hi-Fong Harbor. Well, How they, about that? I guess not. Point is, what, that it hasn't really changed as much right. in manufacturing to a certain extent? It's still... Well, they had such well, we banned what do we do? There. Export ban on tomatoes? I don't know. I grow enough tomatoes. I can throw them over there. I bet you could. I'm looking could. at, David, a market that is that is resilient, but not runaway. After yesterday's big gains, though, it's very positive. We're more or less back right to where we were exactly. at the beginning of the week. Chipotle's up 121. Now, I used a $2,000 price target the other day. Yeah. Well, I, I think that I'm not raising my price target. I'm not that kind of superficial guy. But this one's going to gallop there. Because no one's ever seen anything like it. I, I had to send a congratulations gentleman note to Brian last night. Yeah. I had to. Because after I read the cop score, I said, they figured it out. Do you know that a Chipotle, Chip, uh, Chipotle does so much better that they literally have the combination that we've always wanted, David? Digital up and indoor up. And wait till the smoke brisket comes in. Is that going to really be yeah, a good it's one? In, it's in the, they have a stage, a launch stage. And that is about to come out. Just like cauliflower rice. I don't know if you had that. I haven't. I don't go there very often. You don't go there at all. When my son really likes it. So what else are you looking at, David? Because uh, I've I'm got some more at things. I'm my old favorite CCIV. And we have going to J&J. Remember CCIV? Churchill? Yeah, Churchill Capital Four. Uh, the future Lucid Motors. Here's an interesting conundrum for them. Okay, there's, nobody's going to redeem. Remember, as a SPAC holder, if you want, you can redeem, get 10 bucks back. Obviously, nobody will do that. But in order to close the deal, to become lucid, you've got to get 50.1% of the shareholders to vote yes, like any merger. Or, well, depending on what needs vote. In this case, 50.1%. Because they have so many shareholders who are Robinhood slash Reddit, you think these people are going to answer a call to make a call or fill in a proxy or send something Absolutely in? not. You're right. They this should have been a SPAC report. Did you see Peter Rawlinson is basically taking to Twitter and to any platform he can, the CEO of Lucid, to tell them to vote, trying to find them. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, um, that's going to be and, uh, and And so if they don't get 50.1% by, I think it's midnight tonight, um, they're going to have to postpone. It doesn't. Eventually, they're going to get their 50.1 percent. But Jim, I think it's just interesting that their shareholders are all over the place, as right. we know. 
Well, that's it gonna, got so embraced by the Reddit Wall Street bets crowd. Oh and, I mean, do you really think these people are going to actually take the time to No, they say, don't even I, I, know that there vote. is democracy. No, they don't even know there is They're chits. They're chits in a right. broader game. Right. That's all they are. Now, and they're merely, the, the men and women over there are merely players. Do they also know that when this does get done, as it inevitably will, although perhaps not by midnight tonight, unless their proxy solicitors do a really good job, uh, they're going to be 1.6 billion shares outstanding? So take 1.6 billion times 2464. It's a big market cap, my friend. (laughs) Price of Ford. That's a big market cap. We are getting a lot of pin action today. A lot of what? A pin action. Oh, okay. uh, You've never pulled. No. I I, I did a 148 last time I played. Uh, Chipotle is actually rubbing off on McDonald's, Dow stock. Okay. Now, should that be right? Well, it does say that people are eating out at lunch. that is something not confirmed by James Quincy when I asked him about it. Quick serve. But, David, American Express is coming back. Could that be United's good numbers? United's good numbers. So you're seeing travel doing better, leisure doing better. Watch Marriott. Okay, that is travel. And we're seeing all, let's put it all together. Let's put the pastiche of that mosaic together. The variant is not worrying people as so, much as it was so Monday. on Monday, everybody was very concerned. They, right. On Wednesday, not concerned. Not as concerned. Okay. And the canard of the J&J vaccine may be less effective against Delta, I'm telling you. You question that. I think it's less effective against Delta Airlines. You question the science behind that? Yes, I do. No, the flawed science. Listen, there are any number of things that we haven't measured yet, or at least measured enough. Scott Gottlieb will tell you we don't know, for example, if you've been double vaccinated, but you have a breakthrough and you get COVID, which, by the way, then you're very unlikely to get particularly sick. But are you contagious? We don't know that either. Well, that's the problem. You are probably contagious, which is why you have the still contact trace that we need. Right. But you have many athletes, David, who have no idea that they have COVID and are playing at peak potential. Do you think that was the way it was before vaccination? No. Well, that's my point. No, not at all. And I think people have to start saying, instead of thinking about the the anti-vaxxers, they should say, you know what, these things work very well. And there was no spike in deaths, even though we thought there would be. Now, we wish, like Dr. Topol said to me, that it's uh, that you would want to help your fellow men. Dr. Fauci. Fauci's coming on closing bell. Um, listen, Jim, to the extent that the concern about the Delta variant has risen to the point that people who are refusing to get vaccinated are doing so, that's only a good thing. No, there's been no evidence that because of the fear that there's been any. There hasn't been? None. I've got great numbers as of last night. So vaccines are not increasing? Because no. I've heard anecdotally they are. That it, the even got some of the Republican the leadership actually coming no, out and you saying you have anecdotal, I have empirical. And the empirical says absolutely not. So the anecdotal, right. it, empirical always trumps anecdotal. Yes, it Google does. it if you don't know this. Every two of single time. Every time. David, but that's what's driving this market. And by the way, when I was at Bed Bath & Beyond yesterday, this is the new store that you won't go to, not the Upper East Side store that you wouldn't go to anyway. I see, ooh, stocks down. It was up yesterday. Yeah. I see, again, remember, go back to my FANG analysis. Yep. Companies that are using this for price are also able to get coupons on it. There are so many things that are being used in FANG. Yep. Instagram continually being heard as the place that people go to sell product. I wish TikTok could be bought. 70 million people go to TikTok for about 45 minutes a day. That's got to be one of the great advertising platforms. But I mean, where no, do you the advertise best. these days? Well, you should like, go to Ralph streaming. There's no ads unless you're watching an ad-supported streaming They're service. playing games. Well, remember, David, if you are take, availing yourself of the bountiful uh, benefits that our governments are giving you until September, you have to fill your time. All right. You're gaming. Right. You're shopping. 
uh, back to school shopping, if you're going back to school, and kind of watching a lot of Netflix, but not enough to make Netflix stock strong. Uh, Jim, finally, I did want to come to a, it's a non-stock story, but it does involve Jamie Dimon uh, getting a surprise retention bonus from his board of directors. I mean, we've made the point, Mr. Dimon, obviously one of the most uh, revered CEOs of his generation. Does he have enough money to go into space? Uh, I'm not sure if he has enough money to go into space, but he's 65. I mean, clearly the board is like, you stay as long as you want. You know, you do punch on that board. Steve Burke is our former, former boss, former. Uh, is, I think, the lead director. Uh, he's also on the board of Berkshire. He's got two, one day, two very important uh, successes. Can I just say that if Jamie Dimon were to retire, that stock's down immediately 5 maybe 8%. Okay. Uh, so Do you I want think, him. though, but by being in the job, even if you are one of the greats, that there are things that, you know, generationally or somehow that, that you are not doing that somebody else might do who oh was my. younger. Or you are so right. He lamented Square. He lamented Square. Remember, he just yes. said he did not understand. No, his team didn't get fintech. Right. Now, Square is every day off. Well, they're getting disintermediated, right, on that, on, on payments. By the way, on certain areas of lending, too. I mean, I've come back to the Stamps.com financing because it was just interesting. All these credit funds that are now providing financing to leverage buyouts and all sorts of things. Not that they're ever going to replace J.P. Morgan's balance sheet. But anyway, you do wonder, you know, well, 17, deposit. 18 years. I mean, I don't know. At what Look, point is it enough? The, at what point do you benefit? You can't necessarily measure the things you're not getting from having somebody else be in the job, even though you've got one of the greatest CEOs of all time. If, I'm you're, just a deposit, if you're a deposit company, right, deposit-based company like JP Moore, you're going to have heavily re- heavy regulation. PayPal does right. not suffer from that. Square I get does it. Not suffer from I get that. it. I get it. Should they have set up All right, but you don't, want to, you don't want to engage with me on the fact that maybe the board should be thinking about... No, I'm not going there at all. Uh, okay, I'm just saying. What do I do? I don't, work, interesting I don't question. work for Steve anymore. No. But I could easily say I think Steve is not doing his job. I think he's doing his job. I think he's, he's, uh, he, Jamie Dimon is incredibly valuable. Without a doubt. And they, and they made that clear with, uh, with an unexpected way, retention. Yeah, Brian Moynihan has done more for digital than Jamie Morgan. Their digital platform is excellent. Bank of America. Yeah. I, I have accounts with everybody. I know you know, a lot do. of houses. You got a lot of houses, my friend. What's your gardening? What's your like landscaping bill like? So hideous. Is it? Yeah, so hideous that I feel like I got to get rid of some also, of the Mexican properties. I don't know about you, but trees must be coming down all over the place with these storms that we get. It's not pleasant. No. Thank you. You're welcome, uh, Bob Asani. Uh, you can now take it away. Okay, thanks, David. Good to see you. Of course, one uh, percent from a new high, folks. Uh, keep an eye on that. Nice to see the cyclicals rebounding a little, but we've got a ways to go. But you look this morning, you see energy stocks, you see material stocks, you see industrials uh, on the upside, uh, even beating tech stocks right now. That's what you want to see because that's the sector that's hard had uh, the toughest time of it. If you take a look here, you know. You, you were talking earlier, the guys, about how to deal with the COVID variants. It's very simple. It's a known unknown. And that's a little annoying because it implies, for example, that we know that the COVID variants are there, number one, uh, but we don't know the impact on the economy or on earnings. So it's an uncertain narrative. We're just going to have to learn to live with it. It could impact us uh, in terms of the earnings and the economy. And personally, it may not. We just don't know. We're going to have to live with it. In the meantime, we've got a great economic recovery that's going on. What we'd like to see a little bit is the cyclicals come back even more. Remember, they've been hit fairly hard in the last 
month. Uh, growth stocks reasserted themselves. So if you look, uh, energy stocks still down rather notably. This is uh, great. We're seeing oil come down. Good for the inflation story, but still weakness if you own the stocks. The Russell, banks, materials, these cyclicals still down with the S&P kind of flat for the month here. The, que- the question is, the market correction has been very limited. If you look at the S&P, we're essentially 1% from the historic high. We're back to where we were six or seven days ago. Even the equal weight S&P 500, only 1.4% from an historic high. Mid caps and small caps have had a deeper correction. But even here, at down 6% on the Russell 2000, it's still overall pretty modest. The important thing is we're in earnings season. We had, what, 12 companies today, big companies. I think 10 of the 12 had handy beats. Uh, and we've got, what, 72 companies reporting so far. Okay, it's very early, uh, less than 20%. But we're getting what we got in the last three quarters, which is about a 20% beat rate. I don't know if that's going to hold up through, but that's, this is what happened. So we are repeating uh, the prior several quarters trend where the analysts are, again, underestimating the extent uh, of, of the earnings beats that we're seeing. And did you see the most important thing, I think, is pricing power that we're seeing. You hear Brian Nickel from Chipotle on? saying we have pricing power. They're talking about the potential for 10% price increases. This will keep the margins up to offset the food cost increases that they've been seeing. Uh, Chipotle is sitting right near a new historic high there, as you see. That's important. So pricing power is going to be the key to a lot of people holding their margins up. Finally, can I note, Moderna is going into the S&P 500, and we are once again seeing that S&P 500 effect. Moderna was 245 about six days ago when they made this announcement. It's now essentially 300. We're talking 20% move up. This is the power of these indexes now as more and more people become passive investors that get tied to the S&P 500. If you own the S&P, you now own Moderna, whether you want to or not. As I said before many times, David, the people who run these index committees are the most powerful investment people in the world today because they command a lot of money. When they say Moderna goes in, a lot of money goes into Moderna, 20% in six days. David, back to you. Yeah, and the uh, index funds themselves, of course, as we point out so many times, Bob, have incredible influence over so many votes at so many of these companies, given their outsized percentage ownership when put together. Bob, thank you. Okay. Bob Pisani. As we head to break, let's uh, do a quick bond report. Let's take a look at how treasuries are faring this morning. Of course, it's been a focus throughout the week as we, what did we touch? 1.13, I think I remember seeing. But there we are in the 10-year note, 1.275. Certain yields higher across the board. 1.5 to get this market really going. All right. We'll be right back. Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Last night, the team won its first NBA title in 50 years. They defeated the Phoenix Suns. It was game six of the NBA Finals, and their fans have to be very happy. I can think of another team that I follow that hasn't won a title in... Uh, anyway. Mm, yeah. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. You yeah, know what? Hope Springs Eternal is Giannis, of course. Uh, MVP last few years. Great, uh, a great championship for them. Uh, and... Uh, for the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, owned by Mark. Yes, uh, and a number of others. Uh, that's right. All right, up next, going to be Stop Trading with Jim. Stay with us.
There it is. Stop trading. Going back forth with Adam Aaron, named chairman, okay? Okay. See, and yes. I think it's important the stock turned around. It shouldn't have been down. He did avert financial collapse, okay? He raised $5 billion in equity, debt, and concessions. That's on the back of the Wall Street betters people. Yes. So he, we talked earlier, what was he able to gain for them? It's $5 right. billion. He is uh, now ready to play offense. I actually believe that. Remember, all, they had zero, almost zero revenue, and they're still alive. So I'm going to congratulate Adam Aaron for the orderly transition from Chinese control to U.S. Right. retail ownership. Having, so having sold. let's give you him know, his due. Let, let's do that. And, Jim, I want to come back to the CCIV that I'd mentioned because, you know, I... I um, it is as much the fault, as I understand it, of Robinhood, the platform, in not notifying people wow, well that's that they should vote. Whereas right. apparently others, Ameritrade and many others, let you know, hey, vote. Yeah, and Salesforce so, is taking a stake and in so, Robinhood. And Robinhood. Uh, I think Salesforce the frustration the there, truth. and you know, yeah, I know people are upset. I, and you know what? I didn't mean to insult any of the uh, younger investors out there. I think, in fact, you could argue, as Robinhood gets ready to go public, uh, the frustration seems to be they're not letting people know. Well, let's talk to Vlad, Vlad Tenev, because yeah. I don't think Vlad Tenev is, uh, look, I don't think Mark Benioff would be putting money into that company if you were not trying to help Vlad understand a single source of truth, which is what Robin is supposed to be, versus just an app. $35 billion value on Robinhood. It's going to be interesting. It's a lot of customers. No real, no, yeah. Oh, my God, look who I have. Oh, man, my best friend. Have you hit W-O-R-K up, the symbol? Uh, Slack? No, I haven't. Why? You know why? Because as of today, oh, it's, it's been acquired by Salesforce. And we're going to talk about the strategy. I want to know what he intends to do versus, say, Microsoft. That'll be great. Thank you. Will you give him my best? He doesn't really care for you. No, that's not true. Oh, okay. He okay, and I no, are now all right, all right, in a good right. place. But I congratulate Adam Adam, and I congratulate Mark Benioff, and I congratulate you for your transient analysis of the Robin Hood problem, because that's wrong. If it's supposed to be for shareholder democracy, well, then, you know, what is that? It's you like gotta North- let him, you got to let them be democratic. You don't want North yeah. Korean democracy. No, turns out give that a 99% Just of the people voting for one something. side. says, hey, you got a vote coming up. Okay, I'll yeah. take care of that. It's something I'll work on today. You got a lot to work on. I always do. I love it. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Hey, this is Jeff Lewis from Radio Andy. Live and uncensored, catch me talking with my friends about my latest obsessions, relationship issues, and bodily ailments. With that kind of drama that seems to follow me, you never know what's going to happen. You can listen to Jeff Lewis live at home or anywhere you are. Download the SiriusXM app for over 425 channels of ad-free music, sports, entertainment, and more. Subscribe now and get three months free. Offer details apply.